Welcome to episode four of the process. Fly. Thank you for being here with me today. Appreciate you for coming. Change on me if you knew the truth Knowing I ain't the same person that was introduced Thank the Lord cause I don't look like what I've been through Here's a letter to you I'm back again Jesus on that cross I had to rise again Time to get my blessings, time to get my blessings I had to live my life, I had to learn my lessons I had to keep that smile but deep inside I'm stressing Just trying to keep my spirits from that deep depression Time to tighten up. I put my pride down and pick that Bible up. Welcome to episode four of the process. My name is Quavon Taylor. And I'm Tate. And this is the process. So today we have William King Hollis on the show. Uh welcome to the show, King. Hey man, it is an honor to be on the show today, man. One of my favorite, favorite quotes, man, is trust the process, man. It's such an honor to be on the show. We appreciate it, man. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Um, I'm originally from Pontiac, Michigan, man. Uh, I am the second oldest of four. Uh, you know, we grew up just like um, a lot of uh, inner city kids all over America, you know, struggling, um, you know, having to be strong, resilient, and uh, focused to make it out of our situation. It almost was like, you know, it was either make it or die. You know what I mean? We had two choices. Uh, you know, just like the same situation y'all grew up in. Uh, you know, generational curses, people being locked up in, in the prison, and, and people being struck out on drugs, people getting snatched out their houses, living with their grannies. You know, people just having to, you know, young kings and queens having to grow up before they become uh, men and women. So how did, how did you dodge, how did you navigate that life? How did you dodge that, you know, how did you become the man you are today? Oh uh, man, I definitely give all my uh, thanks to God, man. He always, I ain't never had the, you know, I ain't always had the best attitude. Uh, I, you know, I was kind of a bully growing up. Um, and, you know, he just directed me towards a path that, uh, you know, my heart uh, uh, started to love something. And, and, and that something was uh, inspiring my people. And when I started to realize that it's bigger than me, I just started to focus, man. I got a, a laser focus. And like I said, I go back to the statement, um, you know, we almost had to survive. It was either survive or die. You know, the human body is uh, capable of doing amazing things uh, when there's life on the line. You know, oh, just yeah. like you're getting chased by that dog in the hood. Yeah, you hit that extra booster, you, you hit that fit. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Run that full three. Yeah, the same thing with that, that dream, man. Hey, so Ken William Hollis. 
What was the biggest struggle you faced growing up, King? Uh, the biggest struggle faced was uh, losing my mother, man, to a heroin overdose. And, you know, it made it even worse. It was my uncle that sold her the last drug she ever smoked. You know, that was my queen, you know, just like Tupac had that saying, you know, even as a black queen mama, even as a crack fiend mama, you always was a black queen mama. Uh, that was the truest statement in one of the biggest quotes of my life. You know, it was by Tupac. Um, you know, she was everything. She fought hard, uh, molested by her father as a child, did everything in her power. She, I know where I get it from, always trying to make people smile, always trying to make somebody happy. You know what I mean? Um, and I was a young man that was able to understand uh, when she was frustrated and she was angry and she had yelled, she wasn't frustrated and angry at us. She was frustrated and angry at herself that she couldn't love us and give us more than what she, um, you know, she wanted to give us. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of black queens out there that struggle with a lot of demons and a lot of things in their life and they never get help with it. And um, I believe my mother was one of them. And um, she gave me a lot of a lot of gems in life, man. That was my, like I said, they say, well, you want, how did you get the way you are? How are you so wise among your years? I'm gonna say, it's my mama every time. Um, she just taught me how to be a lion, man. And uh, just like those eagles, man, when they born on the top of those mountains, King, uh, when, when the basket starts to fill up, uh, one of those eagles must jump. Uh, even though this eagle has never learned how to fly, he got two choices, fly or die. And, uh, you know, like I said, when my mother passed, that was the biggest, hardest struggle I ever had. Got hit with in my life, and I had to fly or die. Good uh, thing to say, I'm, I'm flying, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, hey, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful one right there, bro. That's a powerful one right there, man. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's powerful to tell your mom go through this uh, overdose and pass away like that. And it's a family member that sold it to her, man. I want to know, like, how did you, how did you overcome that? How did you overcome that? Uh, that oh, pain man, that uh, man, I went down there to a school called Tuskegee University, man, and I met a brother, man, my brother that's on this, that's hosting this podcast that was fresh out of, out of jail, coming back home trying to play football, and his name was Quavon Taylor, man, and he became my brother. Uh, you know, I ain't never get a chance to tell you, Quay, that you, you were more like family to me. It was like God put us there together for the, for the right reasons, dog. And, and, I, and I just know, like I said, bro, the love and the bond we had, the brotherhood we had, that's what helped me get through it, bro. It made me understand that, like, everybody got pain, everybody going through something. But, you know, it ain't about, it ain't about, uh, what you get hit with, um, you know, it's about what you hit back with. And, uh, you know, we, we I, I think it's safe to say, me and you, you know, we learned how to hit back in a big way um, when we left Tuskegee University. And it's safe to say, man, we, we beat the odds, man. We're doing something good. So I got over it quite, man, by being around my brothers, man. You know, when did you see the bigger picture? You know what I'm saying? When did you... Cause I, I know, I know when we go through certain circumstances, man, we we caught up in the moment. So when did you see the bigger picture? When you step outside the moment, you know, it was like, dang, this is bigger than me. You know, this, this is. I got, I, I get what you're saying, though, Zig. I'm, I'm gonna give you the answer. I saw the biggest picture when Philip Klein and Paris Hilton team emailed me 
I got an email alert. I was sleeping in the back of my BMW in Huntsville, Alabama, and I got an email saying, William Hollis, we want to fly you to Italy. Uh, and when I called the guy, he said, William, you know you're going to become the first speaker ever to speak during Milan Fashion Week. And it just, it was right there that I knew, bro, that like, I got something special. You know, that special ass student, that one they call dumb, and one they call stupid. I always had an aura about myself. And, yeah. and like I said, I just knew then that like, literally, like my gift is gonna take me as far as I wanna go. Money is not even an issue. Because like I tell people, man, I'm a, I'm a billionaire, bro. I'm 28 yeah. years old and I'm, I'm breaking barriers and motivation that guys take 10 to 15 years to do. And the good thing about it is I'm, 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 I'm trying to help my brother come along with me. So at the end of the day, dog, uh, for real, at the end of the day, it was the day they flew me to Italy, man. Wow. I had nothing, man. I didn't have a dollar in my pocket, man. <laughs> that's, that's a blessing. That is a blessing. That's real, too. That's real too. <laughs> that, that, made, that made me think, man. I remember I, I listened to this one motivational speaker. She said, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta look in the mirror and say, I'm a Bugatti. You know what I'm saying? You gotta believe in yourself, even when other people don't believe in you. And that's, that's just, man, that's powerful, man. Uh, my question, I wanna go back to you and your mom's situation. Um, so I was raised, I don't know if you know a little bit about me, but I was raised in a single parent home. And you know, during the time, I didn't know a lot about the circumstances that we were going through, man. Like, I felt like, you know, a lot of stuff my mom tried to do to keep from me, but it always came to the light. But looking back in retrospect, I was like, dang, like my mom was going through it. Like, when did you, did you know during the time, you know, what was going on? And, you know, how oh, did you man. Just, you know? I knew the whole time. I knew man. the whole time. But but for me, dog, I, was, I never focused on the negative that long, bro. Yeah. Like, my granddad used to always say when I cried, I used to always listen to these words. He say, boy, tears ain't gonna do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. He used to look at me in my eyes and I was nothing but 10, nine, 10 years old. He say, boy, tears don't do nothing for you. You still gonna get this ass whooping. <laughs> and, and, and that was just like life, dog. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's life. I don't give, they don't, they don't get nothing about your tears. You still gonna get this ass whooping. Exactly. You either go man up or you go you go you go barbecue a meal dude. You feel what I'm saying? I feel you go you go barbecue a meal dude. So for me, dog, I just knew like mama, if you can't save yourself, I'ma save you. So just looking back, you know, all you've been through, you know, what programs or initiatives do you see that are important for the youth uh coming from those other city uh communities? I think the most important thing that's important for the youth is um uh, learning how to work with their hands, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, learning how to work, learn how to, to, to create income. We need to partner up with all these barbers. People don't understand barbers are some of the most important entities of any black or any neighborhood throughout America. Once you learn how to cut hair, you know how to make money in any state, continent, any place on this earth. You feel what I'm saying? I don't care they had a barbershop in space. If they got heads, you got money. Mm-hmm. You got to start teaching these young kids how to take advantage of some things that are free, like the lessons of learning how to become a barber. Um, we just need to come together and get all these older guys off their high horse 
and get them back working in the community. I hear all these cats out here, they got money. You know, they doing all this other stuff. You know, they tricking in the club. Um, it's so much we can be doing uh, as a people, dog, but they got to be able to see the picture. But first, you know, you got to touch these people in the, in the soul. You know what I mean? You got to get them uh, to the point where they understand the power that they have. You know what I mean? Money is power. You know what I mean? Money is mm -hmm. power. And like I tell people, if you ask a child, uh, what's the difference between being broke and dead? In the project, they're going to say, it ain't no difference. Because if I can't feed my family, I can't go out and get me a burger, buy me some J's, or, or do something, I'm going to feel like I'm dead anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's just the real. So what? when you ask them a question like, why you robbing? Why you shooting? Why you killing? You know, nigga, why not? I'd rather try to live for a day or two than never live at all. Exactly. And that's just the reality of the hood, dog. So I think it's all about the money, man. The demographics is all about the money and it creating streams of income for them young kids and queens. I know you personally because we play ball together. And I know how much uh, uh, football is, uh, how much it meant to us growing up. I mean, the thing we had to go through, the sacrifice we made. Uh, what's, some advice, what's some advice you could give a kid going through the process of getting away from the game of football? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's some advice that you could give them to maintain it real life? Well, I'm going to tell them like this. This is a, it's a nice example I love to give. And it's a great question, King Quay. Uh, I would say, understand just like a bad relationship. You ever been in a relationship? and you can tell that the other person just don't love you as much as you love them. But in your hearts of hearts, you love them so much that you're willing to go through pain and take cheating and taking uh, uh, disrespect everything because you love them that much. That's us in football. But what you got to understand is anything that doesn't have a heartbeat can never love you back. You got to understand that football was only a stepping stone to understand the man that you were. The NFL stands for not for long. And a lot of us athletes, we believe that if we don't make it in football, uh, we're going to lose all this stardom. But let me tell you the truth. All the love that you was getting was fake in the first place, kid. They only loved you because you can jump high, run fast, and score touchdowns. But as soon as you drop them cleats, baby, you a regular, regular human being. You become like the rest of the people that you look down upon your whole life, and now you're looking at yourself like, I'm nothing. But once you realize that football was only a stepping stone and that you got another type of greatness in you and all those lessons you learned about being a man, about being responsible, about taking control of your own destiny, just like you took control in that classroom, you'll start to realize that life is bigger than a game, it's bigger than a football and a basketball. And I'm going to tell the truth. I respect the owner, not the player. I mean, I know the viewers felt that one, man. I know they're going to feel out, bro. Because I, But it's a question that needs to be answered. And you know what I'm saying? And, that, and you can answer it clean, clear cut. You know what I'm saying? Because we all go through that phase. But we got to back away from the game. And it hurts. And it's hard, too, at times, too. But the way you answered it, man, you hit it head on, man. Because I feel that way, too. You know what I'm saying? I know how the game would have you chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. And you instead get pain, like baby, you cheating on me, baby, you cheating on me. Baby, <laughs> like man, like dang, baby, when you gonna be faithful to me? You know what I'm saying? But you, like yeah. you say, man, hey, it don't, you can't, it, it don't have a heart. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, wow.
your passion is obvious, man. You're a motivational speaker, man. You, you love, you know, uplifting people. So when did you find that out, you know, that was your passion and what growing pains did you go through, you know, oh. finding that out? Oh, man. Uh, I realized that when I walked into Redding, Pennsylvania, Intermediate High School, volunteered to speak to five kids. Within five minutes, I had them all in tears. Ten wow. minutes later, they called me and said, how much do you charge to speak? And I've been speaking ever since. The biggest growing pain I've, I've witnessed is because I'm so young and I'm so wise among my years to a lot of people, um, a lot, a lot of times, uh, I just get a lot of people who, you know, sometimes when somebody stand next to you for so long, they lose value of you. And mm -hmm. what you'll do is, for me, even family, friends, uh, you know, past relationship, anything like that, they lose value of what's in front of them. But, you know, the only thing that you feel me that hurt the most in that process is just losing people that you were so in love with and you were so connected with. And then when you see yourself in your career going to the next level, you know they're not going. You know what I mean? You know they're not. You, you, you the one I wanted to be there. You feel me? Like you was the one supposed to be with. But you can't, like they say, you can't cheat the process. They, it's a saying that my grandma used to say. She used to say, don't get mad at me because of the character you play in your movie. That's it right there, man. That's the trials and relations and losing people on the way to the top. Just trusting that process. Yeah, trusting that, trusting that process, King. So what's next for King? What's, what's next for King Hollis? Oh, man. Um, the next thing, man, I'm working on a, a new commercial in Tokyo. Um, hopefully it'll get picked up and it'll run for 12 months over there through Tokyo, Japan, and London. Um, also, uh, have an event in September 22nd in Houston uh, with um, Keith Sterling, Karen Civil, and myself. We'll be presenting an award to um, Beyonce, knows, Beyonce Knows Mother, Tina Knows, uh, a humanitarian award. Uh, it's going to be Absolutely amazing, man. If you're in the Houston area, you should definitely get some tickets, man. Lock in. It's going to be absolutely uh, sensational, man. You're going to love it. It's going to be an amazing event. We got a lot of stuff going on, man. Working on something in Australia, in Melbourne, in Australia. I mean, Melbourne and um, Gold Coast. Also, um, it's one more city. Um, uh, Melbourne. I believe that's the name of it. Uh, but we're working on some stuff in Australia, man, trying to go global, man, trying to push the brand and keep it going, big dog. Awesome, awesome. Where can people find uh, your work? Where can they find King Hollis? Where can they find you? All right now, man, you guys need, if you got iOS worldwide, you can download the app Pep Talk. It's called P-E-P-T-A-L-K, just like it's spelled. Um, it's the number one motivational uh, app in the world right now. Uh, I'm currently second, the second follow uh, speaker worldwide. You guys got to definitely check that out. That's what a lot of my exclusive work is. Also, um, you can tune in um, on YouTube, William Hollis, Facebook, William Hollis, Instagram, William Hollis Speaks. Um, also, my website, hollismotivation.com for any bookings. 
uh, you can go to Hollis Management at gmail.com. Again, that's Hollis Management at gmail.com. And uh, we should lock in, man. Awesome, awesome. Hey, so King, I mean, I want you to leave a lasting word with the people. Any last words you got for the people? Yep, I got something. Uh, open your gifts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you, you probably be confused when I say open your gift. That gift is deep inside of you, and you're the only person that can touch it. The longer that you procrastinate, the longer that you doubt yourself, the longer that you let the past deaths and the bad relationships hunt you, you'll be stuck in the same place like a person stuck in a hundred-pound pool of super glue. You're never going to go anywhere. Yeah, people may see you poke your head out sometimes, but they never remember you got to focus on your dream. You got to focus on the things you want because if you don't want it, the world won't give it to you. The universe won't give it to you. Just like this show is called Trust the Process. The process is hard. The process is long. It's going to be nice that you're sleeping alone. It's going to be days that you feel like nothing, but you got to see something in yourself. The people that grow to be successful is the individuals that Willing to fight even when they have no more fight left in their body. When their arms start swinging, their soul still swinging. That's the sign of a true warrior. So whatever you do for the rest of your life, even if you never hear King Howard's again, understand that you're a million dollar check in the world is just waiting for you to sign. This concludes episode four of The Process. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and also to subscribe to us on iTunes. See people for who and what they are, though. Like when you don't have much, like, you know, or you just trying to figure it out, you in the space of figuring it out, and quote unquote, people immediately think because this guy is successful or this person is doing something so well that they have it all together. I just believed in the idea and the fact that I'ma not only pull through this, but I'ma pull through I'ma pull through it stronger. And we're gonna be stronger than we've ever been. And for me, the best is yet to come. You know what I mean? Whether I wear a watch or pull up in a nice car, I am who I am wholehearted.